Yo, soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself a safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, the new beginning's coming. Nothing yeah. comes easy, does yeah. it? You gotta really jump. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. Hello and welcome to Healing Out Loud, Unhinged, While Anchored. I am your host, Goddess, and I am with DC, the host of What the Shit podcast. Hello, DC. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. So what are we watching? Because I know that you watch TV while you're doing these podcasts. So what are we watching today? Uh, the loading screen. I don't have nothing on. I just jumped on. I was going to throw the game on, but I was like, I, I've, I've done enough of nothing. So nothing on the screen right now. All right. Well, DC is, as I stated, the host of What the Shit podcast, but he is also the COO of Opulence Radio, and I am honored to have him here tonight because not just a sorority girl was able to partner with him and Opulence Radio with a convention that they have coming up in July. Tell us a little bit about that, DC. Uh, conference. Convention makes it sound bigger than it is right now. It's a, it's a nice, uh, grandiose conference. So um, a year ago, me and Amron, the COO, CEO of Opulence Radio and the owner, we're having a conversation. I had, I had this idea, you know, I live in Northeast Ohio. There's a bunch of podcasters that don't know each other, but the content creators who don't know each other have no idea who or what does what. So we were talking. She was always talking about she wanted to do one, but never really, you know, stepped into it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I mean, forget it. I'll do it. I don't know if I can cuss. I, if I'm so used to cussing. You can cuss. Okay. You can cuss. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. And then I was uh, going about it, and I was going to do it. And she hit me up and was like, hey, so, you know, what do you need for this conference? And I'm like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just, like, searching stuff out. So she was like, well, you know, Opulence Radio is going to sponsor it. I was like, oh, well, uh, I did not know that. So <laughs> fast forward to a few months later, um, let's say December of last year, um, maybe November, we got to really talking, nailing stuff down, um, you know, six months into uh, turned into us really nailing down some ideas, locations, just scouting stuff, hosting and all that. And then um, now we're here we are um, getting so close. July 22nd from 11 to 5 is the conference. Um, it's going to be a block party, discussion panel, networking, meet and greet at the beginning, um, food trucks. We got vendors coming. Um, it's going to be a good time, hopefully had by all, but also the main Two of the main things is, one, everybody getting to know each other and seeing how we can branch out and help each other climb ladders and break ceilings that, you know, might not normally be broken by, I don't want to say smaller time podcasts, but, you know, those people without that major push or backing of um, having a million dollars in followers already, you know, funneled in. Um, and the other thing is, part of the proceeds are going to a wonderful program here in Madison, Ohio called BU for weirdo where they take young girls and teach them how to do things. They have a summer camp actually coming up July 14th and 15th, I believe it is. Um, so 
or don't hold me to those days, but they do a lot of great things. So the other thing was anytime we do this and it's going to be a yearly thing, but it's going to be a different podcast or in a different state, hopefully is the plan. Uh, but we pick a, uh, a local program that's doing things with young people that's trying to create content and things of that nature. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, um, it's a lot to remember and try to articulate also at the same time. And so one of the things that I was really excited about and one of the reasons I donated was the fact that you guys are giving knowledge to these creators. And I know that your premise is people of color. You know, it's it's definitely a Celtic braid that you guys are building within the um, that particular community. But you guys are giving them knowledge as to not allow them the opportunity to be taken advantage of yeah um and so i think that's really key because a lot of people like myself included we're out here by ourselves and it's going to be very easy for somebody to say hey i like what you're doing here's some money and now i want you to do it completely different and i yes. think that is a big fear that people lose their brand um, and so you guys providing that knowledge to people is really key. Um, and so that's why I, I donated. Um, I did donate in my ex-boyfriend's honor, Jan Michael Smith. He um, created Honor Society Entertainment. And his dream when he was still here was to help people. That was his big mission. His dream was in the music industry. He was a producer of sorts. Um, but this is my way of extending his dream out and hopefully keeping his name active. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Because, like, when I first got started, I didn't know nothing. Like, I was new to the fire. Like, I went to school for, like, broadcasting and TV and radio, and I thought I was going to do talk radio and then i kind of fell into podcasting but i didn't know nothing and then when i started my show um it was so many people you know trying to add they their own um essence to the show and i just i had to be cognizant and say no like i'm gonna do it the way i envision it and i don't care about the backing or any of that i gotta do it alone out of my own pocket that's how it's gonna be if i can protect uh, what I create. Um, so along the way, I've had some, like, I, I, I was on Draymo's show, Psychopath, and we had this conversation. I said, you know, people don't realize that you can get into a bad podcasting deal, like a 360 bad podcasting deal, like in the music world, where they sign you to this deal and they're going to back you and everything, but then they want to change everything about what you do and use your name, image, and likeness any way they want to or see fit without you really saying much because you've already signed a contract. And if you don't read the fine print, now you're locked into this deal where you're just stuck. And a lot of people quit after that because it's like, man, if I can't do the content I want, then what's the point? Right. Um, and a lot of us are just here because we feel our voice might be something that can help um, in our own ways. You guys, um, your show, What the Shit, uh, you host with Chris Fury and Savagely Humble. Um, both also have their own podcast. Shout out to both of them. You know, I 
I definitely have much appreciation for you, DC, um, because you were the first to kind of embrace me. You, I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> it was like, hey guys, here I am. I'm going to start tagging you in posts and I'm going to do all this stuff. But you were the first person that saw what I was doing and embraced it. So I want to, uh, I wanted to thank you for that. And because of that, that's, I do have something that I want to share with you. So as you know, I have partnered with uh, One Off Design. Um, they created the Goddess to a Demon shoe collection for me. Um, I was going to partner with them and give you, and they were going to work with you to give you creative license on a tennis shoe where you could partner and, you know, do the shoe. With the company that they work with, though, you have to have seven orders before they put it into production. So that's still an option available to you. But in the interim, because I, he did create this shoe line for me, I want to donate a pair of the shoes to you, DC. So you will have exclusive oh. demon tennis shoes. Um, there's only 10 in circulation. Now I, I have to be cautious and, and I say this because I'm finding this. I tried to get your shoe size without getting your shoe size. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows that. You know, so I, I, I have a few pair 11s, a 10 and a half. I think I go down to a nine. I didn't get a lot of sizes. Um, but you know, I, I, if you want to donate it, if you want to keep them, you know, it's totally your call. They do retail at $274. Oh. Um, they are made with leather and suede. Um, and so what the owner, Dimitri, said is it's an experience. And so I am going to donate that to you. Oh. And so once they come in, I'll partner with you offline and get all the information. Um, but this isn't, this is, I told you my, my idea is building a Celtic braid of community. And I will say that again and again and again and again. And so Dimitri makes shoes and I happen to know a lot of sneaker heads, you know, so <laughs> I, 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 I recognize that the value of the shoe is a little bit of a deterrent. And so what Dimitri is actually trying to work towards is to purchase these shoes in bulk and bring them across the pond and offer them at a lower rate. So that way designer shoes can be available to people who may not have gotten them before. So, um, I just, you know, I purchased the shoes to make sure that he could get into his elite circle, um, especially because he worked to create the shoe for me. So I don't wear male tennis shoes. So this is what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to donate a pair. To <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so. Uh, like I said, I will I will let you know. And One Off Designs is on Instagram as well. Um, you know, like I said, Dimitri did say that he would be willing to let you create a tennis shoe. Just know that the parameters are that they do have to have seven pre-orders before they go into production. Um, and so I'll introduce you guys later. But I just 
I definitely wanted to do that for you because of what you've done for me. And it's not a tit for tat. Just know that I just see what you're doing and I appreciate you. And so normally I would do this in the goddess seat, but I, I was anxious and I've been waiting <laughs> forever just to tell you about these damn shoes. <laughs> I appreciate it. So as many of our listeners would not know, Opulence Radio is a network. You stated, right? Uh, building a network. Um, so it's a internet radio station. It started out as an internet radio station, but my goal is since I've joined, um, being one of the first few shows on it, was I've always seen Amron's vision, and I've always rock read it. So I'm like, if I'm if I'm one of them people, if I'm giving you me, then you get me loud, brash, cocky, and loyal to a fault. So I've always tried to say like it's going to be one of those things that rivals Black Effect or um, Revolt or you know some of these big uh, podcast networks with all these dope shows like. There's a lot of dope shows already on Opulence Radio, and my job is to try to bring more and keep bringing attention to it. So any way I can, um, that's what I'm going to do. So, yes, I'm trying to make sure we are trying to make sure we build it into a network where it's something viable that people, when you hear it, you want to be a part of it. Um, and so that's happening now. There are a lot of people who was like, man, I want to be a part of that and are joining now and have shows or are now doing extra shows. They have, you know, two or three shows on there now. So it's a lot of dope, a lot of dope people that's a part of it behind the scenes. And I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely see what you guys are doing and I, and I just want to be sure. And I, and I know probably nobody's ever thought of this, but I am a weird person. I am not interacting with you guys to become one with Opulence Radio. That is not my goal, you no, know. I mean, it's nobody's goal, but it, I mean, it just happens. <laughs> uh, the most beautiful thing is it happened organically. Uh, like a lot of these people, believe it or not, I haven't even known a year. Um, I know people. Uh, up until I'll pinpoint. I keep pinpointing it. Uh, we had a March to the Record book um, back in January. Um, Another idea that Amron brought to me back in November was like, hey, let's do something to, uh, you know, put the word out about the conference and, you know, put some put some recognition on what's going on. And she's like, let's, let's break a Guinness record. I thought she was joking. I said, whatever. Not going to say no to a crazy idea. Plus, the way she talks, she has a sweet voice that just lures you in. So it's she like, does. How, she does have a pixie energy. Yeah, so I it's like, how, how can I, how can I not run through a wall for that? So I was like, you know what? Whatever. She's I mean, if a I, little Tinkerbell of your guys's group. She's the black yeah. Tinkerbell, and it is so funny. I've only seen her on a couple of lives, so I haven't interacted with her at all. Just, you know, but she's smiley and. But oh, I can she see she's yeah. got a bite. I can see that there's some bite oh. in there, too. Um, yeah, you definitely can't. You know, well, that's two things I know. One, she's loving and, and nurturing. But also, she fucks somebody up. Like, I've seen both sides of that. Not towards me. But, you know, we had some conversations where it was like, hey, you know, let's do this. And she was like, yeah, and also I'm going to fuck that nigga up. I was like, woo. <laughs> you know what is so Switch. funny? It is so funny because a lot of my people the people i've raised you know been around aren't gonna recognize me with your group because i'm i'm nigga this i'm fuck you bitch you know i'm i'm dropping all 
the, the dialect is different, but it's part of who I am, but it's not something that they've seen. So it's kind of funny for me because I am having to toe this new line of ah, introducing people to who I am completely. Um, because, you know, I, I, I went toe to toe with Smash and I'm not scared of him. Everybody talks all this See, head about the him. About, the thing about Smash is it's more, he's one of those, he'll show you his teeth, but by the end of the show, he'll be on his back trying to have you pet his back. Like Smash <laughs> is a great guy. He's amazing. And it's, it's so funny. Guy. Agree I've, with him a lot. I've known Smash. I've been matter of fact, probably six months into me podcasting, I came across Smash, and ever I was like, "Oh yeah, he this and he that." Smash really isn't as bad as people make him out to be. He's not. It's just he knows <laughs> if Smash. Okay, Smash is like a wrestler promoter. He knows when to be you know, big mouth for the South. And then he knows when to be intellectual. He can do both sides very well. It's just some more times he forgets to cut the character off and he's like, all right, nigga, we ain't podcasting. We, we, you can tone that down in the group chats, bro. We don't, we don't need all that. I, every day. I called him out the first few minutes of my show that we did. I said, you have two different personalities. I said, this is, you have the personality that you put your one-offs on, you know, his, his spoken intellect that he puts out. And then he's got his group personality and he's like, it's the same person. I said, nah, nigga, nah, it's not, it's, it's not. not the same person. And, but he's, you know, he's got all this bravada and I just absolutely adore him. He is a big old teddy bear and I don't care how he says daddy. I just want to go on record. Uh, everybody <laughs> got something they like about somebody. I don't like it, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, if y'all like it, I love it. I mean, it is what it is. I just hearing it is like hearing nails on a chalkboard or <laughs> for those who don't know big smash does say daddy with a couple of extra aids is it the a d d d daddy extra is Didi. i don't know who the fuck Didi is but i don't want to meet him like that just ain't it and now that i and the more i hear it like when people was like oh yeah the, the way he say daddy is weird and i'm like all right, whatever. And then I start really paying attention to it and hearing it. And now it's just all I hear. Like, I don't care what else he's saying in that sense. As soon as I hear deity, I tune out, tune the fuck out. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> all this is over for me. That is too funny. So tell me a little bit more about you. Um, what got you into podcasting? Uh, life and death, to be honest. Um, so the pandemic started 2020, mm -hmm. April school shut down. Uh, we doing virtual learning. It's 120 people in a class. We got Columbus, three different cities. Nobody knows each other. People who know each other, you can't really talk to them because now it's like a thousand people talking. Uh, and my dad had like fell into a coma on the beginning of April. Uh, so then we had to pull the plug on him, you know? So I'm going through that. I'm um, going through virtual school. I don't hear nothing. I'm tuning stuff out. I'm like, it's falling apart. Chris, my guy, pulled me and was like, hey, man, I'm starting a podcast. Why don't you be my co-host? You know, help me out with this show. I said, cool. I don't know shit about podcasting. Took one little class at school, and it was like, hey, we record something, and that was it. So I'm like, whatever, man. I need something to do. Um, this virtual learning ain't for me because it's just distant learning. 
So I started on his show, did, you know, a month of that. And I'm like, damn, I kind of want to, I want to be able to break out of structure and just be free. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting the hang of this and I can talk shit and I want to do my own thing. So I actually was going to start another show called bro. It was going to be called brothers reaching out. And I had some people I was going to bring on, you know, guys I went to school with like in high school. I was like, Hey, let's do this show. Come time to do it. I don't hear much. So now I'm uh, me. I'm a pivot. I'm not going to wait too long. And I'm not going to sit on that idea. Cause if I don't do it, somebody else will. And I'm not going to let you beat me to nothing. So I was like, you know what, whatever. Um, so what the shit was born July, 2020. And I've been doing it ever since. So I really was like in a place where I didn't know what to do or how to finish school and podcasting kind of really saved my life. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, like. the more I tell it, the more it just, to me, it feels, you know, but I don't really often, I don't tell the story on the show. Cause you know, if you weren't there from the beginning, it's kind of like, now you got to go back and listen. And when I do interviews on other shows where I've never been on, I kind of try to, I touch on the story, but I don't get too deep in it because it's just like reliving it is already kind of hard, um, especially when April rolls around because like, you know, he died at the beginning of the month and his birthday's at the end of the month. So it's like every, like this is the third year we've had to kind of go through it. And this year I didn't really do anything. I just kind of, the remembrance, you know, the pictures, the whole everything like that, but it wasn't really like a big thing. Like we used, like we did the last two years. I went to his old house. Uh, my brother still stayed there. Um, we celebrate and everything like that. But now it's just like I'm kind of not gonna say moving on, but I'm kind of I had closure. Like I know he's still, you know, still proud, still watching, still, uh, you know, watching everything we do and uh, guiding us still in his own way so it's not like as sad as it was when it first happened the year after that now it's just kind of like um i wouldn't say indifferent but i've learned how to move through it and now that was part of podcasting was part of that just being able to talk my shit every day kind of helped me open up and get past all that so i want to ask you a question is that when you started wearing hoodies no, actually, the hoodie thing was Trayvon Martin. Um, I started, like, when that whole Trayvon Martin thing happened, I don't know, it flipped the switch in me because it was just like, that could have been any, that could have been my brother, it could have been me, it could have been anybody. And the fact that the only thing that you had was a hoodie that, you know, kind of made you feel like he was a thug, I was like, I'm going to embrace that. So now I'm going to change that narrative. So now hopefully you don't judge people just by their hood. Like, and I know it's like a small thing. Nobody really gives a fuck what I'm doing with a hoodie on. But to me, it meant something. And it's just always a way to remember, like, this hoodie, you know, can be a cape or it can be uh, a casket, you know, depending on who's looking at you or, or how they're perceiving you. When I was on your show, I called you out on your hoodie because you use them as a, a barrier. I'm actually really excited that you don't have one on tonight, but you do. You, and it's, and I've recognized it. You don't have hoodies on all the time. And, and I do apologize, but this is who I am. You, it's a signal. And I've seen it. If you're having a harder day, you'll put a hoodie on. 
if something is not quite right, you'll have a hoodie on. But if you're happy-go-lucky, just everything's just kind of even, you show up just like this. It's, it's, it's kind of, and it's not all the time. And I want to be cautious in that, in that, that vision. But I have recognized that on days that you're not as emotionally up as you want to be, you'll hide in your hoodie. I, I wouldn't say hide. To me, having a hoodie up is like putting a football helmet on. It means I'm, I'm ready to go to war. Um, this has been lately more of I'm in kind of business, so I can't hide my face. Because back in the day, uh, football players, you didn't know who they were because they always wore helmets. Uh, when I first started, that's kind of was my thing. Like, you weren't supposed to know who I was because when I first started, I was supposed to be the background guy. Just, you know, make jokes, get in, get out. Um, not really the face of the whole operation. Um, slowly, I moved the hood back, you know, as you said, um, because I noticed that um, not necessarily I was hiding anything. It's just, well, I was hiding my face because, again, I wasn't supposed to be the face. But uh, more pushed back because I felt like I'm good at what I do. Ain't no point of hiding it. Um, and the hoodie was kind of hiding it. It was kind of um, um, giving off that false, like, he's angry kind of thing. But it was also just a, it, was, it feels good. The hood up feels good. I don't know why. It's just always, it was always, that, that was the part of the cake to me that felt good, <laughs> having the hood up. Um, having it down, it just, I hear too much. Um, the hoodie muffles a lot of things. You know, it deflects a lot of... Um, negativity and um bs um so you're an energy person yes most definitely um if the vibe in the room and when i walk in is off the hoodie goes up and i start it's like sonar it detects who's on bs and kind of you know um, i get really anxious especially now because i've come through my healing and so now i'm open and I, I feel it in my arms or I get like adrenaline rushes mm -hmm. if the room is off. And if I become uncomfortable, I've got to go. Like it's because if I don't, I'm going to absorb all of those negative emotions. And then I've got to deal with those for the next week. <laughs> so. yeah, see, that's why I heard wear a hoodie because I don't get none of that. It's just like I even, I'll have one on. I might not have the hood up, but I still, not like a security blanket, but it's just, I'm so. It's been ingrained in me for so long to have one. Um, it just feels natural. It feels they're comfortable. Not only that, but they're a great fucking fashion statement. Who doesn't like a good hoodie? <laughs> they got sleeveless ones that I just wear sometimes just because. Especially after a good workout, I just put a good hoodie on without sleeves. I'm just out here. Long I, sleeve, short yeah. sleeve, no sleeves. I got hoodies for all occasions. I have claustrophobia, so the I, I when I pull over a hoodie, I don't like it. I have to have a zip up. Um, oh, no, I, love it. I just I can't. I it something about it, which is funny, that I don't like it. But I'll wear them, but I don't like to. I, I won't keep it on because I feel trapped in a hoodie. I can feel it. <laughs> So your your host Chris Fury, um, that's the Chris that brought you in. Mm -hmm. 
Papa Bear. I love that he's taken over that moniker. He's embraced it. I would not call another grown man Papa Bear, but that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I could do it. I'm allowed. Women can do it. There's a lot of things women can do that men can't. I'm not calling another grown man Papa Bear. Daddy. Delicious. Daddy. Um, none of that. None of that. <laughs> I I I got to sit with Chris and I actually want to start doing like it more often because I had so much fun with him. You know, we we talked Disney movies and we put real life plot lines into it and it was just so much fun because it's it's amazing how different perceptions of the same movie can be had you know and so i was just really excited about that so that was my little my blurred moment and you know i know you're not a true blurred you you have some blurred in you but I'm blurred adjacent blurred adjacent um, <laughs> i'm not deep in the roots uh in the backwoods of it and i don't mean that with any disrespect i just mean you know there's some people who are rooted in in that world and you know i am not um never dressed well I, halloween i guess that was me doing cosplay but it wasn't like me knowing i was doing it um but i do love marvel movies um all that you know i watch some animes i don't get too deep in them because i don't know no japanese so i can't read none of that stuff so if it ain't in english i ain't doing it sorry um subtitles uh... ain't right i ain't doing it sorry uh i know there's some purists out there who call it blasphemy but uh hey I ain't got time to be trying to learn a whole other language to watch a movie, B. I ain't got time. I get, I, I, I do make some people mad because I have, I, I like Marvel. I've watched them all out of order, though. So I don't know the story. I don't follow it, you know. Yeah, that's, like, that's where I get a little upset because I've watched them all. I've watched them all in order. I love Marvel. <laughs> I used to love DC. They start messing up the money. Because Superman was my first, like, I have the tattoo, Superman tattoo. Superman, Deadpool, Wolverine. Those are my three favorite superheroes growing up. All for different reasons because they all had different qualities that I um, adopted, I guess. My dad used to call me mild manner because no matter, there's too, not too much that can get me, you know, out of my zone. So I was always mild mannered. But um, now, there was another side to me that was always mischievous, but I never let people see that. But um, it's just all different, different things. But yeah, the, watching them out of order, that is. I, look, I I watched them as they came out, you know, so I didn't do like the ramp up. I wasn't I don't have 24 hours in my day to dedicate to, you know, a revamp of the movies. But I, I did develop some, you know, attachments to a few of them, but I, not enough to know their names like um, in Captain America, the the assassin guy. Um, Bucky Bond. Bucky. Bucky. I like best Bucky. friend. Yeah, I like Bucky. Um, I liked that Captain America gave his shield to Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. See, I don't I don't I've never been okay. into characters like I, I don't really follow the person. So like when I was growing up, I would love a song but not know who sang it because they didn't matter to me. I just liked the song. So I love a good character. Um, I'm, I'm very character-driven. 
I'm trying. It's hard because I I like storylines. I get caught in the storyline, so the character is interchangeable. To me, they're not. Um, growing up, I used to all I've had these grand imagination. Even my dreams are like movies, so I've always been into focused on the people. Um, I love sociology and psychology. What makes people tick? What makes people do the things they do? What gets people? To that point to where they're happy enough that they snort when they laugh sometimes that's be my my goal when i have a guest on my show is can i make them laugh enough that they snort um <laughs> really honestly um I, i'll tell nobody that this is the first time i've ever honestly said that out loud and i'm not even like a comedian i don't write jokes um i have good comedic timing like um i will never become a comedian because i can't write i don't like writing um, probably why I never wrote a script or anything. I love sketch comedy. Um, I love, like, Saturday Night Live is one of my favorite shows. In Living Color, favorite show still. Mad TV, like, those Mad are the type TV. of things that I, I, I love. I liked Mad TV, and I liked In Living Color. I never really got into Saturday Night Live. It was very dry. Sometimes, so, sometimes. Some, sometimes they have some good skits, but they're too political. Um, and so I just, I just, I just to, to me, it's the characters that they bring out. Some of their characters are really, you have to, they're like highbrow comedy. Will like, Ferrell and Will Ferrell is an actor that, because of Saturday Night Live, was stuck to his character. He was never able to branch out of that stupid slapstick. Yeah, but I don't think I want to see him as anything else. I don't like I think he would have it. It's the same as Jack Black. He's got one character, you know? Yeah, but see, there's, there's some people who that one character, no matter how many different times they change the name, they're still amazing. I love Jack Black. I love Jack Black. I'm just saying, like, when you see him, I couldn't see him do a deep, you know, sentimental movie because I'm going to want yeah, to start seeing Peaches or something. Yeah, you know? but I, I think that's what, what what's wrong with the world. We have too many serious thespians and not enough just balls to the walls comedy. Ryan Reynolds, one of my favorite actors of all time. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, Chris Farley was a really good. Chris comedian. Farley's another one. I don't I don't need too the, the world is too serious sometimes. We need people who but have I, no problems making fun of themselves to make the David Spade was really funny too. But after Chris Farley died, he he just lost his light. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's he, been Robin Williams. You know what, though? And and I Robin Williams is an amazing comedic actor. Um, and I bring him up because everybody thought that he had unalived himself because he was depressed. And it came out that he had a medical condition that was uncurable. And so he did that, I I would assume, so his family didn't have to watch him suffer, um, not to take away from the pain of the situation, but it did, I'm going to be honest, it did make me feel a little bit better um, because he was such an amazing man, you know. Um, oh, yes. And I bring that up because you guys have, used comedy as a way of healing. Um, you, Raw, Smash, Eric has been up on the show with you guys, Chris, you know, um, 
and it's it's really important and i i love what you guys are doing raw is definitely one that is you have to know him to love him um yeah as he is very rough his name fits him he does he is very raw he's going to come to the from the hip you know and it's his truth but you have to recognize that it's his truth but there's no animosity or meanness behind it no he's just raw you know and i think that he is part of a demographic he is part of a piece that is needed for a demographic because he allows space to just be an asshole you know but he's a pleasant sometimes asshole but all of us will talk shit about him you know i talk shit about him to his face all the time hell i text him sometimes and tell him him he ain't shit just because just because but But that's who he is though he can like those are the type of people that i can hang out with um I've, I wouldn't say I'm full fledged asshole. You know, I still got you know some. Love You're not. Heart. But uh, those are the I, type of people I can hang out with. The people who can dish it and take it. Uh, I'm not for the weak. Uh, I'm gonna say what I need to feel, but I, I'm not. I'll give it to you in a way to where you feel like I'm joking. You know, I've done that too, and that's that's a self defense mechanism. But um, oh, not you me, know, but yeah. It, it's it's a way of delivering the truth in a non-threatening way yeah um an attempt to so it's it is a self-defense mechanism you're trying to avoid conflict but you still want to get your point across and I, I i do that myself so i recognize it and i and i understand it completely i don't want to hurt feelings all the time sometimes i want to be able to say some things but i don't i don't really i don't really the conflict i'm cool with sometimes but sometimes I'm I'm just tired. I'm not really. So tired I just want to let my listeners know that DC is full of shit. Um, DC is probably got the biggest heart in his group of people. Really Chris does. might have him beat a little bit, he but really he does. And and I'm gonna say this, and I mean it with 100% conviction. DC is laying the concrete to help his friends find foundation. So while he's got this big bravada about being this asshole, he is truly genuine and his passion is his people. So fuck what it he's talking is. about. Fuck what he's talking about on being an asshole. He's I never not. said I was an asshole. I said I'm kinda sometimes. Kinda sometimes not. But the but what you just said is true. Um I've always believed that um you are nothing without dope people around you i don't care absolutely who you think you are how far you think you're gonna go at some point you need dope people that's just the way it is and i'm not talking about using dope people to get what you need and you know discarding them i mean building a foundation building a table where everybody can sit at this table and we can all exchange the same lunch and it be equal or better value so Um, i'm gonna do you one better let's take away the table nobody eats at a table anymore Let's just get together and sit because if you keep putting us at a table, that's a formation and then that's a structure. None of us are structured. So let's just get together and shoot the shit and be real because that's really what you guys are doing. That's what all of us are doing is we have found a way to be real in a non-threatening way 
And what you and Opulence Radio are doing is helping because you're giving a stage to people who would not have had a stage before, allowing their voice to possibly reach more people, which is the goal. You know, you guys have self-care. You guys have the true street. You guys have all these different genres available. So it's like you guys are making sure that you can connect to different pockets. And although the Opulence Radio is a premise for people of color, I just want to say you guys are not discriminating against any other people either. It's just you guys are definitely supporting people of color. And so I just wanted to make that clarification because there are some listeners who would get all up in their feelings and it's just, it's really what you guys are doing is amazing. You know, it's, it's an, another stage. And I would say to those people, don't. Um, exactly. We don't just, we, uh, I'll put it like this. If we were serving dinner, yes, we would try to serve black people first because we have been the ones who haven't had that opportunity that we're trying to provide. When I started in this, there, there was a, there's a, there's been a bunch of these networks and this and that, but you know, they're so segmented and few and far in between. And like I said, I'm from Ohio, so I didn't really have one to grasp onto. So I, I always said like, you know, I wanted to be able to, when I get the chance or if I get the chance, help someone grow theirs. I was a part of a network. It didn't go anywhere because I was, if I'm out working the person who's supposed to be working for me, then what do I need you for? That's just how I've always felt. Um, so I bounced around, you know, was homeless for a little, little while. What the shit was just out here, you know, in the stratosphere. And then I stayed up late at night researching and developing and, you know, doing all these different things to figure out how to not only get myself, you know, get what the shit out there and get a reach and, you know, be able to grasp listeners. But then once I have this knowledge, what do I do with it? Because that was the other part of when I started. There was people who had knowledge, but they didn't want to share it out of fear. You know, they didn't want to be surpassed or uh, watch somebody else take their stuff. And if it worked for them and it didn't work for me, then well, shit, what am I doing? I don't have that fear because I'm playing with house money. I started with nothing, but just me and a mic, somebody else show I was on, and then I ventured out and created my own out of the dirt. And it was my vision, my idea, my... my and you're over 200 on. episodes, right? How many episodes? 100. How many episodes? I have 100. I'm eight seasons in, uh, 110 episodes now, somewhere around there. Um, So by far, have I, I mean, three years, it'll be three years July that I've been doing podcasts. So I'm not by far doing anything that, you know, others haven't done. I've just been doing the work. I mean, people ask me, like, oh, man, what are you doing? Nothing. Literally, just I stayed up late some nights, looked at what was going on, looked at other people's stuff. I researched. It, I, I I coach football, so it was like watching game film, researching what's working, what plays are not working, what's, what's going on, and what are some of the bigger known people doing besides, you know, already having a name and money and now they're just jumping in the podcast and so they already have fans that they're bringing over um i mean there's a bunch of really different things that people can do um i just found what works for me 
Um, and then I, I kind of want to share that information with people so they can try and, you know, try to make it work for them or tweak it and make it, you know, something different. But if you have knowledge and you're not sharing it, then what's the point of having knowledge? Exactly. You're the smartest man on earth. I mean, that, that sounds cool, but. And a lot of people, they want to profit off of the knowledge that they have. And I am definitely not the person that does that. Like I, you know, I've, I've got an extended platform. I was like, Hey, you guys can use my stream yard. You guys, you know, I I've never, if I've got it, you've got it. You know, that's just always been my mentality. Um, but I do want to go on and say, and pardon my daughter in the background, but um, dogs in the background most of the time and people going through like stuff's on fire. And this is actually the quietest it's been in six months in my house. Like right now at this point, right here and now, it's a quiet it's been. Well, I just want to go on record and offer myself to you and to Amron. I am really good at posting. And the way you guys are going to get attention is through posting. So if you guys send me all of your posters, all of the cover photos, I'll tag them in and, you know, put pull them into my algorithm. I really, that's just what I'm trying to do is just open the audiences. And you see, I'm on social media all day and I have that meta business so I can schedule them. So I don't have to be online. Yeah, I got to get better at that. Uh, I'm one of them. I'm, I've been, po I post a lot more than I used to, especially when I first started, like the first six months of me starting, I used to dread social media. I used to see Chris was like, hey, I got to get this post up. And I was like, man, I'm about to fuck, fuck that post. I posting. I got time for this. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I, just, I really started posting and started really seeing like if I engage with people more and they see me, uh, it makes it more personable. So it makes it more when I show clips, they're not just like, oh, they're just doing this for the show. No, I'm this dumbass crazy all day long. Yes. Now and you get to see me on a live or. And I just really want to support you guys. And okay. I, you know, I, I've been trying to do that in my little ways and just finding stupid reasons to tag you guys in a post, you know, and just, um, but I've seen the fruit of those actions. I've seen some of my true followers are now following other people, you know, and then I'm getting people too. And that's really what I'm trying to do is just open up our network. Um, grassroots, very grassroots. Like I didn't, um, I didn't realize like, Tagging people was important. Like I said, the first like learn I learned all this in about six months to a year of really digging into like hashtags and tagging people and just all that other stuff. But it really does help. People don't think that sharing one post makes a difference. Like sometimes that's all the difference that you can all you need to make. Like, uh and a lot of people get discouraged because it's like, oh, people aren't sharing it. But it's like, yeah, but these three people shared it. And, that, you know, that, that goes a little longer than, you know, having 50 people share it baselessly for no reason. When so, I did so my live on Sunday, I'll be honest, um, I cried afterwards. I actually posted my premiere episode off of my emotions um, because even though... I'm okay and I understand the premise of lives and now that people aren't going to show up and oh, yeah. it was still hard for me because I mean you were there Ra was there Savage was there Dremo was there 
that was all my new people. And so I didn't have any of my people show up. And so I was really hurt. And so I broke down. I'm going to tell you something I learned a long time ago. Um, And this is before I even started podcasting. The people who know you aren't really going to support you. It's not the way you think they are. Uh, You know, my mom didn't start listening to my show until like the second year. (laughs) Like, so... Like she loves my shit now, but like the first year she was just like, cause people who know you don't think, you know, not that they don't think you're going to do it or make it, but they know you. So they already feel like, well, I know them and I tell them in person that I love them and, and I like what they do. So that's enough. But social media wise, that's not shit. <laughs> you right. know, tell me on my post, mom, you love me. Right. Uh, share my stuff and tell me you love me. That, that makes the most sense. But people aren't going to support you when they know you until they start seeing you bigger outside yeah and i'm afraid of that too because i don't want them to just be trying to be my friend because they think i'm gonna get them some kind of attention you know everybody who know me i ain't giving them shit so (laughs) but i'm a i'm a genuine spirit and you know i have demon um who is there to protect me in a way and you know i've got a few barriers set up to kind of help but this is generally who I am and I give without even thinking sometimes, you know, I, I have money in my account and I'm like, who can I give this to? And then I'm like, son of a bitch, how am I going to live? <laughs> yeah, go, go do that. Um, no, I'm, I'm giving, but I don't, I'm giving of time. I'm giving of effort. I'm not giving nobody no money. Uh, if I ain't got it, I just can't do it. Um, but it is it is hard when people, especially when you first starting, you feel like everybody should be already on board. You got a thousand friends that you've known since high school and middle school, and you're like, damn, but only five people like this post. That was something I, I kind of struggled with. Then I was like, I started telling myself, like, fuck it. Because the people who don't know you sometimes be your biggest supporters. The people who you meet. I give myself a, I just need one like. And I have got a super fan, Brian Austin, and I'm going to show him some love right here. He has been following me for years. Five. The guy with the Denver Broncos sign? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's up? Yeah, I'll be seeing him. I'll be like, man, that guy's on every post. He is the best for metrics. And, you know, he just, he follows me on every social media platform and he's liking my posts. So I know I will at least get that one like. You know, that's, that's for me, that's all it takes. Like now I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, my reach is bigger, likes and this and that bigger. But now I'm to the point to where it doesn't affect me as when I first started, because I know that's not going to change my content. Like I used to be like, oh, man, if I get so many people like if you get this many likes, I'll do this. So I'm not changing my content for likes. I'm going to give you the same show, whether it's one person watching or 5000 people watching. You're still getting the same rambunctious foolishness. Like it's not, it's not. I don't do it for the likes. I do it because we. Gen- I genuinely love what I do, and if people like it, cool. If they don't, turn the channel. There's a thousand other things you can do, but I appreciate you for watching. And I'm not saying don't watch, but I'm just saying, um, my the way I do things isn't dependent on likes anymore. I'm at a point to where I do it because I genuinely love what I do. Um. Now, 
back when I first started, I was thirsty for them likes, and I was, I felt dependent on it, and I was like Pookie on CB4, and I was just like, man, <laughs> Not gotta Pookie. get these likes. What can I do for Not these likes? Pookie. I need them, man. And I was just like sitting here in the dark after a show, and there was like one person watching. I'd be like, damn. But then I started thinking about it. That one person watched from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and they commented. And they enjoyed and they engaged. And then that one person turned to two and three. And then even three people watched for three seconds. That's three seconds they spent with us. They could have been doing something else. So I will tell anybody who's starting out, don't get caught up in the like game. Because a lot of people's buying their likes anyway. Come on now. And that's been a that's been a theme on today's shows is the buying of the likes. But um, you know, I think for me, I I was lucky because I fell into a really good group by accident. I have too. You know, I, I think for me, I was, my interview was with smash, you know, um, it was so funny because he popped up in my box. He's like, yo, the streets are saying that we need to collab. Oh and- yeah. Cause we was talking about it in a group chat we had, <laughs> um, which I got out of it. Cause I just, I need my peace. I don't got time to be answering. I'm a people person, but sometimes I just be like, leave me alone. I don't feel like interacting. I ain't trying to say good morning. It's the first, he's the first interview though, that I came in talking shit. Like I just, he's that energy. He gives you that energy that you got to come in on a honey with him. I don't care what it is. Group chat, whatever it is. Anytime he speak, I feel like I got to come at him at a thousand. Uh, it don't even be on purpose. It's like, good morning. I'm like, nigga, is it a really a good morning, though? Huh? Is it? I'm like, Why are you bothering me, nigga? Yeah, you like, nigga, uh, this what I need for you. I was like, they, so they chat don't work? Nigga, you had to go to a group chat to talk to one person? That's not how a group chat works. I don't know if you know this, but a group chat is for the many, not for the one. I was just... But it, it was it was fun, and then he, you know, he jumped on a live with me, and that was nerve-wracking but oh, yeah doing a live with him see here's the thing with smash when it's when it's a controlled environment it's cool you know you give him a line or two it's cool you unleash that nigga to a live event oh he's liable to say anything yeah he was on one earlier with his show for this evening he said that he's gonna put me on the hot seat with smash and raw um, Good luck with that. I ain't been on that show yet. I'm cool. I've been on enough shows with these niggas. I'm tired of seeing them. I was like, you guys are on each other's shows all the time. I I'm ready to. Uh, Raw's avoiding me right now, but I need to get him in the goddess seat. Um, I'm avoiding all of them. But what's that? Nothing. You avoided- I'm avoiding everybody, but that's you just, did. This was the most difficult. Interview all, that I'm I, not gonna lie. All yeah. week I have been just not feeling it. Even before I got sick, I was just I've I'm at a point to where I've been doing so much and now you know doing the COO thing or you know trying to. So let me ask in. you something. When do you take time for you? Oh, I always take time for me. Really take time for you? Oh no, really. Trust me, I really take time for me. Like I will shut off the world. Turn off my phone on vibrate. I turn music on, video games or the game or something like that. And I just chill. Take a drink of tequila, tea or mana, because, you know, that's all I drink. 
Uh, but you know, I really, I do. People don't think I don't take time for me. Like people don't think I, I all I do is work, but I really don't. Like, um, I want to go on record and say, I've been going on a record with you a lot today. Um, true. You are a very emotional person. You, and I see it, but you don't show it. Okay. And it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. And I'm giving you a compliment. So knock it off. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying that I, I see your spirit and you, you spoke of your dad and the love you have, mm-hmm. you know, um, that carries and I, and I won't stay here. Cause I know it makes you uncomfortable and I apologize, but I just really want to know. I can talk about my dad. See, cause me and my dad didn't always have the best relationship, you know, growing up, he wasn't around for whatever reason. Um, you know, things happen. Parents, uh, my parents were never married. So it wasn't like any of that. So, you know, he was a truck driver too. So he had his issues with drugs when I was younger. Uh, but he turned his life around, uh, became a minister, but my dad was always that testament that anybody can turn their life around and deserves a second chance. So that's part of the reason why I always never really kind of turn my back on people until they really show me like they ain't shit or they ain't good for me. Um, because if my dad can go 18 years of doing drugs, you know, a little, maybe a little more, um, but still can try to be a good father through those moments turn his life around, go through rehab, you know, become an ordained minister, run a church, be part of a church his last, you know, 10 years on this earth and really help the homeless, um, do all these different things. It just showed me that um, nobody's too big to help anybody. Um, And that's kind of where that spirit came from, um, especially like when he passed, it really was like, I want to kind of carry on, you know, some of the things he was about. Um, helping people, making sure people are good, uh, making sure if anybody believes in what I'm doing and they're a part of it, that if I get up, they come with me. And they're not just like doing something like, oh, he's there. I got him sweeping the floor because he believed in me. No, I want you to have a prime position because he's there from the get-go. Um, so it's just those those little things that always um, sit with me. Um, like loyalty is something that is earned, not given. Absolutely. Um, I don't ever because I've given loyalty to people and they turned their back on me. And I still to this day, um, even when I started up until this now, there's people who um, have done me wrong, owe me money, this and that. They ain't never really spoke on it. They ain't put them out in public. I just said, hey, you showed me your two colors. So when shit pops, don't come back. Um, some of them people started following me now. I unfollowed them, unfriend them. I have nothing to do with them. I won't, I don't need to see what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. I'm not about to look out of petty spite. Like, ah, is he doing bad? Is he doing good? I don't really care. To me, it's uh, a bigglyish thing, out of sight, out of mind. So I've noticed, you know, one of those people follow me. Like, it's like you owe me money. You see, I'm doing stuff, but now you want to watch what I'm doing instead of you could have been a part of this because you were a part of it, but now you rather watch on the outside looking in for what reason? Yeah. Uh, I've got several people in my past as well that have lived with me and didn't pay me anything. And then the minute that I needed help, moved out. Um, so I, I can understand and, you know, respect your stance on that. Um, you know, I, 
I'm always an emotional person. I, I have a way and a knack of getting people to talk about things that they probably weren't wanting to talk about, but um, I, I just, I want you to know, especially as a black man, I know that it's not easy to be as emotive as you are, even though you do keep it to a minimum. Oh, and okay. I, I respect you for that. I, it's not, and I, I would really like to have more safe spaces where black men feel able to be free in their emotion. Um, because I really think that you guys got a bad rap. Um, I, I do feel that for a lot of the male demographics, the black man is the one that's held closest to the fire um, with regards to how much responsibility they have to have their jobs. You know, it's not to take away from any other race. It's just there is a different level of accountability assessed to the black man by a lot of people. And oh, so definitely. I I know that that hasn't been easy, but I just wanted to give you some props for that because you do emote and you do show a softer side to you. Sometimes it slips out and you reel it back in really quick, but oh, <laughs> you know. so much in moderation. Um, I just, it's it's not easy, and I just I appreciate you for it. Thank you. No, it's not that I don't like doing it. It's just that um, too many times you watch people their emotion be their downfall. Mm -hmm. um, we get used against them, and you know all this and that. I give people what I want them to see, um, even when people think they see what they want to see. It's really not like you're getting me, but it's the versions that I need. Um, I have a job to do, um, and I do it damn well. And I know this, um, I would be lying if I didn't say otherwise, or I still wouldn't be here or still wouldn't be, you know, mm -hmm. as well regarded as I am, I guess, depending on who you ask, you fucking hate me. but then I don't really care, but no, um, I just refuse to, um, be held to something I either said in the past or done in the past. So I erase all that. I need to. When I have to and when I want to. Um, well, when I watched, I watched a show with you on Smash and Raw, and I told you that you had regained some of your your brownie points with me because you spoke on what you're looking for in a relationship, and you actually spoke on real stuff and not just the surface stuff that the guys were talking about. I don't. I don't never go into them shows trying to see a lot of times and I'm not saying them, but a lot of times those type of shows, a lot of guys say things because they want to be hated or whatever. I don't really care. I'm a married man. I'm going to tell you what I feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm an old man at that. I'm old. I don't got time to be out here trying to be, uh, one of them, the fit and fresh boys, the, the, the passport guys, them Negroes that's out here secret, like hating women on screen, but secretly behind closed doors, eating booty like groceries and shit, and bowing down and being choked and chained and whipped and stuff. I don't, I don't have time for that. It ain't in me. I'm going to tell you what I like and what I don't like, and you deal with it as best you feel. Um, I, I feel that 100%. I like honesty and realness. Um, I don't like all that. I just, I know what I like, and I refuse to like sugarcoat it or or play it down because I'm on, no, I'm, I just, I refuse to, I refuse to, I just, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm old. 
crotchety. <laughs> 62 in dog years. I don't have time to be playing games. Like, is that even 62? Is yeah, I, I see. I tell people that. Like, and and me and is that Savage. Oh, of seven. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how dogs age. Like seven I think 56 would be the the closest, right? Uh, I'm an old dog. Oh, oh, dog. I don't know. I don't know. Ages. I, I could be old. wrong too. I don't math. Well, you know I'm old as shit, and I don't really. But no, I don't really go into, uh, especially like those type of things, because I feel like women are looking for real answers. So, why would I? Why would you ask a real question of a man wanting his honest opinion, and then me lie to you? I'm right. doing you a disservice if I lie to you. You know. Yeah. When my son come to me and ask me an honest question like that. I don't understand this. Tell me. And then I lie to him. It's going to fuck him up for life. So That's a lot reason of times, Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and all of that stuff out of my house. Yeah. And a lot of times we got to realize as guys, women sometimes don't know us as well as we think they know us. It's like, I don't know shit about women. I'm married. I don't know shit about women. I'm learning every day. And I will tell you, you know, the truth. You know, it's really funny. Demon knows me better than I know me. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. So like, that's. Those these are opportunities that we can help each other. Women like and I and I commend Raw for having them type of shows where he sends a bunch of men down, gets real questions for well, some of them questions were dumb as shit. I'm sorry. They were dumb as hell. Sorry. Um some of them were dumb, but at the same time they're learning experiences because now we see how women think. Some women I actually I actually since and, and yeah, I'm coming to you as the COO. I need a rebuttal show. I really do. I need all of us women to be on a show because we're coming for you because y'all were fucking crazy. I, I have nothing to do with that. You Not just, you guys were just, just, just guys. And, you know, we need to give us some questions so we can answer. Well, Ron, actually, he does both sides. Um, that's Ron's thing. I, I'm not going to bogart. I'm not going to take over his premise. I could, like I said, uh, that to me is one. I love doing those when he asked me to do those. I, I, I have to say yes because um, I've done two of them where there were women and there were some podcasters we know, and they were just real questions that women wanted honest opinions on or just wanted but to know. But to be fair, some of the questions I didn't approve of because it was almost as if they were holding you guys accountable for the whole male species. Uh, yeah, I don't and care. I still answer I was questions. Like, why do men cheat? I don't know. Why is the uh, sky blue? Why do clam water taste like water? I don't know, but I can still try to answer that. Uh, maybe that nigga just found something else outside that he didn't like inside. <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but I still have fun answering those type of questions because it, it's for me. It's all about um, different levels of conversations. Yeah, every you show can... doesn't have to be the same. Every conversation doesn't have to be. Oh, did you see R. Kelly got 20 years? Like, for four weeks when that all that happened, that's all everybody was talking about. And I'm just like, dog, if this show talked about it, you're not going to hear it here. I'm not really trying to talk about none of the stuff everybody else is talking about, which is why I love doing interviews so much because it's that chance to give a light to people who might not be known. Um, like, last, this Wednesday just passed, which I'm rescheduling, I had a, doctor, a scientist from London coming on, 1 a.m. in London. That's different. How many cats is interviewing cats from London in the middle of the night? You know? Yeah. So no, I, I always love dope, different content. Um, that's why um, I feel like my show has stood out 
um, because it's never this. I'm not gonna say it's never the same. You know, sometimes it's interview after interview after interview, but it's never the same interview. Um, it gave me my start. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really right now what it's it's about is giving people a voice, giving people opportunity to be heard. Um, I built a little bit of a following, you know, built a fan base. Uh, I'm on Pandora, so I, I I have a little more reach. So now it's like, okay, now the people who are coming on are getting, you know, actual something out of it other than just us asking them dumbass questions and laughing all night, which is still fun. But I feel like now I'm providing um, more opportunities. And that's really, I, to me, what it's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I was with the one-off designs and the tennis shoes. And, um, you know, it's, we need to take these people and put them into a platform because that's what we're here for. Um, you know, and it does nothing for me to post uh, a ten Well, the, these shoes, of course, I have a stake in them since they were derived off my love story. But, you know, I just, I really, really think that that's where a lot of people fail is they refuse to work with other people. Yeah. Um, that's, and like I said earlier, being scared to let somebody else shine in your presence. I, I think that's my biggest thing. I have no, um, what's that word? Uh, not pride. Um, Shame. I have no shame. Well, I'm not afraid to uh, let other people shine. I have, my ego's not too big to fail. So it's not like I don't really care if somebody looks good on my show and it's like, oh, man, fuck DC, but you see what's his name? It's like, I, I don't really care. I'm going to be here next week. They won't be, but, you know, I'll be here next week. So All right. do we regardless. I'm glad, they, you, I'm glad you like them. Go follow them, but make sure you come back here next week. I don't really care. Um, I, I, yeah. Like, pride is a foolish thing. Like, it, it, it's one of those things where it can, people have failed because of their pride. Um, I've worked with so many different people doing this that I've met so many dope people just by not being prideful. There were some people I was like, I've never worked with them for no reason. I don't even know why. I don't even know why. Based off maybe somebody else, something somebody else said or uh, whatever rumor mill that people subscribe to, threw all that out the window. was just like, you know what? People are going to be people. I'm not going to get to know that person unless I get to know that person, not whatever somebody makes them the carbon copy or straw man. Yeah, straw man thing somebody makes, you know, this effigy that they had, like, oh, he's an asshole, this and that. Because I'm pretty sure in certain circles, I'm an asshole. I know. Believe what you want about me may not being an asshole, but there's some people. So I don't like think I that you're an asshole. If, if I think that you have a very... Uh detached personality so you are able to assess your situations a little bit better and so i think because your emotions are not right there on the surface people can assume that you're an asshole because you don't present as somebody that's approachable but i've never ever had hesitation with you like i was just you know I, I'll be honest, I had not even watched any of your shows when I started pushing you up into my story. I didn't know anything about you. I just, I saw you and I just pushed you up. You know, you and Geek Salad. Um, my God, man, I love fucking Geek Salad. Ari and Jimmy. Those are, like, I don't, 
and I don't want to say this out loud because I deal with a lot of podcasters, but I fucking love R.A.N.G. Those are two of the most genuine guys on God's green earth. Like, I mean, just like two just salt of the earth guys. Like, you couldn't ask for two better people. Like, let's just chop it up on a Saturday. Like, there are a lot of people who I would, but those are two guys. Like, you ask me off the top of my head, like, hey, who? Keek Salad, for sure. Those are two guys that are just fucking dope. Uh, R.A.N.G., man. Because when I first started on Chris's show, these they came on there. Blast. Had a fucking two-hour conversation with these guys. And ever since then, we've always had this um, just genuine, like, we can work together. Let's find a chance to work together. Um, so those are two guys that are dope. Um, I can't say enough about them. Um, but I don't want to, because now I start lingering. And people are like, well, what about me? You know, I... I, you know what? I, I, you know what? No, I'm glad you said that because I, we have to get to a point where people recognize that you loving on Arya, Arya, I would say his name wrong, Arya. Arya and G. <laughs> it, it, there's, it's not taking away from. Yeah, I mean, you know. So it's not you saying that you, you, uh, fuck with them more. It's no. just saying that you fuck with them and you have mad respect for them, but it's mad not. respect. And it's I don't not even deal with them from, like on a daily basis like else. some other people. Um, it's just, you know, some people feel like if you, if I, you know, a group check or out rock with you and I, I should be name dropping you. And it's like, I don't really name drop anybody, to be honest with you. Um, at least I talk about everybody. I, and I, and I think I do it instinctively because if I say like mm-hmm. uncle Dolomite, um, well, everybody knows I'm crushing on Dolly. So, it, you know, they expect me to say it, but they're going to be like, why does she keep talking about him? Let me go check him out. You know, I do it more in, in text and post. When I'm in interviews, I rarely name drop like people outside of if I'm talking about what the shit, I talk about Chris and Savage, of course, because they're co hosts. I gotta right. I gotta talk about them. I can't talk about what the shit without them because it's not just me. But like talking if I'm if we if we mention Smash and Raw, yeah, I'm a big up them, but I don't just deliberately name drop because to me it just feels and this is just me. I've never been a name droppy kind of guy like, oh yeah, well I did such and such with so and so. It just to me feels weird. Um, and I've always had that even like growing up, even if I hung out with somebody cool, I wouldn't be like go to the next table the next day and be like, guess whose house I was at last night. Uh, yeah, that, I hung out with that I can see. You know, I, so I, don't, I just try I don't to instinctively name drop. I, I definitely find a way for them to be in the conversation though. Yeah, I mean so, you know, especially I, like with Dolomite and I, I talk about him all the time and I'm going to continue to talk about him all the time, especially oh, yeah. because I found out today that there's people that think that him and I are motherfucking twins. Why? Because we're yellow. I, is that, I, is I, that a I, yellow I, joke? You know, they, we're not twins. He's darker than me. He's darker I would have to see a picture side by side to give a ruling. But all I know is I don't have a problem with people name dropping. It's just, it's not for me. That's all I can say. I get I it though. tell nobody else what to do. But um, you're in a different position that I am too. Because if I say somebody's name, it's not taking it as name dropping. It's just goddess is just fucking talking again. You know, mm-hmm. but if you say somebody's name, then you run the risk of why didn't you talk about me? Yeah, because it looks I, like I'm playing favorites. Right. And, and I don't play favorites. I don't. And that's the one thing I need people to realize. If somebody's on my show and they're on there multiple times, it's because they either ask or they provide content. I don't play favorites. Um, I don't pick people because I like them. I pick people because they work well. 
or they know how to work or they're fucking professional. Cause I'm at, like I said, I'm at a point to where I can't just be picking everybody. Cause some people don't provide that spark. They get on there and they're just dry. Or some people get on there and they bullshit. Um, and I don't mean the good kind of bullshit where, you know, they're adding value laughs and jokes. They're just on there just saying goofy shit just because they feel like, you know, it's something to do. Do that on your own time. I don't have time to, uh, for goofy shit anymore. Um, and I'm not saying that like I'm a big time anything, but I also take my, what I do seriously. Um, especially if you have a podcast and you know how this game works and you go on somebody else's show and you start doing goofy shit. Um, it's a bad look. Cause now it's like on your show, you want peace and respect and decorum, but then you go on somebody else's show and you, um, super amped up, uh, Adderall free. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I know um, both of us have an engagement to get to soon. So I am going to put you in the goddess seat. Oh. And so the okay. goddess seat is where I just show some love to you. And I've kind of been doing that this whole hour and some change. But again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, just from, for openly accepting me. Um, you know, you put me on your show and I kid you not, it's just been a whirlwind. You know, it was just all of a sudden I'm doing shows and I'm doing all these different things. And, and it's because of you um, and me. I mean, I'm pretty awesome. Well, but I, say, don't. <laughs> I, I, I will tell people this, give me 10% of the credit. Um, Maybe five. I took a good five. I don't like because everybody um, needs a chance, and if I can be that chance, and, and if something comes of it, cool. If you come on there and we have a good time and nothing happens, cool. At least we had a moment. Um, so I actually want to ask you a favor, and I'm no, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but during this broadcast, I've had a little bit of a change of heart. And so in my donation, I asked you to donate three tables in Mikey's name. Mm -hmm. I would like for you to donate two tables in his name okay. and one name for your dad. I will do that. And so that way you can honor your dad as well. Um, I honor my dad every day I can. Um, this is my way of honoring him as well. I and just... It donate a table in his name as well and you know i i really do believe in what you guys are doing and anything that i can do to help it's coming from a genuine place i'm not looking to get some kind of in because of you know knowing you guys i just genuinely want to help and like i said i will promote for you guys i do it all the time anyway <laughs> but <laughs> make it more formal and actually give me stuff to post and then I can help. But anyway, this is the goddess seat. Stop it. This is about you, not everybody else. Anyway, I just want you to know that you are appreciated and you are respected very highly amongst the group. And he's got a rough way of showing it. <laughs> I think that you have developed a way to, interact with your group and you know i just want to celebrate your new position as coo i know that you know you and amron are working towards really building a huge platform 
And if you guys are not following, follow Opulence Radio, not the Johannesburg one. Opulence Radio um, underscore O one. Octopus thingy in a white background. It, it does. It kind of looks sci-fi-ish. It looks like an alien head almost because of the yeah. way it comes out. It's awesome. But follow Opulence Radio. Um, but in the interim, DC, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you? Everywhere. Uh, Mars, Jupiter, France, Spain, <laughs> India, twice on Sunday in Japan. Awesome. Um, iHeart. I don't know if I'm really on any of those places. <laughs> um, but iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, live every Wednesday at 8. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Instagram, what the shit underscore podcast. Um, what the stuff on Facebook, only because Mark Zuckerberg still ain't trying to let me be the shit. But one day, Mark, you're going to be out of there, you old goofy bastard. <laughs> You're not being a shit. Um, a group chat near you probably having it on mute. And about it. Man Cave Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep see I, I'm not allowed to promote myself on Apple's radio now that I'm um in a so I can do it for you. He does yeah, have a show I, on I Man Cave Monday on Opulence Radio. Not um, am, but um, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about myself being on Opulence anymore now that um, I'm kind of helping things out. So Why? It's a rule I have um, because so I don't want personal rule. Because you um, feel like you're bragging. No, it feels like um, I'm taking away from the people who need it more now. Hmm. I've, I've been on Opulence Radio since the beginning. Now that I'm uh, helping run the ship, it doesn't matter if I'm on the ship, I'm helping run the ship. So now I talk about the other shows on the ship and my little flag is just tattered in the back. It's still there. It's on Alphalus Radio. So that's, we have Self Care Sunday. We have uh-huh. Man Cave Monday. We yeah. have Woman Tuesday, Wednesdays. I don't know what Tuesday is. Um, oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, now you're going to put me on the spot and I'm going to be such a bad... <laughs> oh, Jesus. They do have themes for their days. Um, on Wednesdays, you can catch Savagely Humble, Dramo, and quite a few other artists. Um, Man Cave Monday has uh, Smash and Raw and DC. And I think Chris is on that too. Blurred yes. um, I'm allowed to talk about everybody because that's just what I do. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I can, but like I said, I choose, choose not to. Um, only, like I said, out of fairness. Like, it's only... Absolutely. And I just respect you even more for that. Um, and so, as he stated, make sure you're following Opulence Radio. It is Opulence Radio underscore 01 on Instagram. They do have a TikTok as well. And make sure to follow DC on what the shit Okay, so I got it. I got it. So self-care Sunday, man cave Monday, talk your shit Tuesday. Yeah, talk your shit. See, you gotta talk your anyway, shit. Uh women's Wednesdays. Uh you got the blur takeover Thursdays, freaky Friday, and show so Saturdays. All right. So we've got themes, we've got plenty of different shows for you guys to listen to. Um, I know Savagely Humble will sometimes pull underground artists 
into her mix so they can get some airtime. If you are interested, she is accepting artists to send her music to her Instagram at Savagely Humble or It's a Hard Not Quite podcast. And catch DC. I, that's not what I wanted to say. I was going to say <laughs> the next show will be on the 11th with Big Smash and Bet the House. And that is going to be showing on Thursday. And I just want to thank you again, DC, for coming. I know we had a little bit of difficulty getting you here. And you were the only interview that's actually going to air right after we record. <laughs> yes. So this will be airing on Tuesday. But in the interim, thank you so much for waking up today. I love you. And be nice. It's easy. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues.